and the phone would ring at like 10 o'clock at night and I would hear it and be all antsy like what's it what is it it's a two hour delay no school are we having school and my mom would open the door and say Nick you can sleep in there's a two hour delay tomorrow or Nick you can sleep in no school tomorrow yes when I was just a little gigolo I looked up to my bigger bro begged if I could kick it so when he went out with girls I could go tagging along nagging if she had a sis maybe could mac a baby hood rat y'all remember way back then when it was 1985 all the way live I think I was about 10 one of those happy little fools singing the blues that be always trying to bag with the shag and karate shit saying yo mama black his mama this his mama that then he get mad and want his crap we stay mad about 10 minutes then it's like back on the bike to play hide and go get it with the younger selves by the bungalows then switch to playing ding dong ditch when that gets old and too cold to hack it threw on a bomber jacket you can tell the ballers cause they fell wearing gazelles if they really had money raised be sport DKs and all the girls had they Turkish link if it broke then they made earrings to it like they meant to do it but sometimes I still sit and reminisce then think about the years I was raised back in the day back in the days when I was young I'm not a kid anymore but some days I sit and wish I was a kid again back in the days when I was young I'm not a kid anymore but some days I sit and wish I was a kid and everybody in the days when I was young I'm not a kid Yo, what it do, what it does, it is your host, Sunny Days, Sun Diesel, Son of the Sun, Son of Man, Son of God. Deeply embedded in the flesh, and this is the podcast. Tell me the truth. How we doing out there today, people? It's 32816. My sinuses is coming back. As springtime approaches. Happy spring, equinox, and all them celebrations we just did yesterday, and everything, and all of that. But, anyways, this is the podcast. Tell me the truth, man. I'm glad y'all still with me. We still rocking on into this end of this first quarter of 2016. I'm going to say it's going really well. I've been having ideas hit me left and right. Been really inspired by what I've been seeing. You know, a lot of people is tripping on this election. But honestly, I feel really inspired right now. I think America's in the greatest state it's ever been in. There's plenty of opportunity if a person is willing to educate themselves and take advantage of it. So I'm going to just keep it moving. As you know, we are brought to you by our sponsors. Um, and you know what? I've been making a mistake this whole time. I need to give a shout out to Gino Mays. My intro and outro music is produced by him and his singing is by Dylan White. So he is my original sponsor, him and Jenny McDonald. Because um, she definitely contributed to the GoFundMe account that I put up, the only person. So, uh, you know, my sponsors, my true sponsors are Jenny McDonald, my homegirl from high school up there in Chicago, uh, Eugene Mays, a.k.a. Gino who, you know, allowed me to use the music, didn't really ask him, but I just used it, and he never really said it, and always kept it real with Cuz, so those are my two sponsors, uh, you know, we was doing Sky High, uh, TV, but I haven't seen episode two yet, so, you know, I don't know, I need to holler at Cuz, but, uh, give it up to the sponsors, and check out all the guests, um, who are promoting themselves and trying to do something big, so, I feel like my levels are low. But at any rate, let me move the mic so right here so my levels is a little better. And turn up 
beginning a little bit. Uh, that's probably going to mess it up. But at any rate, we're going to get into the show. This is episode 26, and we're calling this one Back in the Day. Uh, <laughs> this is an interesting episode. I actually uh, dropped the kids off with my mom, and me and my wife was hanging out here in the man room or the recreation area or the garage. Uh, and we just got to talking and we're like, Hey, let's do a podcast. Let's just talk about school and growing up and stuff. Cause you know, that's pretty safe stuff to talk about between a couple, you know, we're not talking about our marriage on the track and shit, but, uh, you know, we felt like it would be cool to just reminisce on school. Cause you know, we're the exact same age. She was born in February and my due date was in February, but I was born two months premature. So I came in December. So technically you know, we are exactly the same age and we happen to be married, you know, but in creation, we've been here the same amount of time. I just got anxious and popped out a little early. Uh, so, yeah, man, we just chopped it up, did it big, had some fun. Uh, I think she was a little shy at first, but as she got used to the microphone, she kind of opened up a little more. Uh, so, yeah, I'm going to give it to you like this. Uh, this is episode 26, Back in the Days with Nikki. My baby, love ya. Hit it! I'm thinking about the good old days Now quick they slip away But I'ma be fine, I'ma be fine I'ma be alright Slide it up and let it roll Let it burn real slow Cause we all know it's gonna be So, yeah, at any rate, so I don't know, we may just keep going, we may not, but I wanted to talk about the differences of growing up in the North and South, and it's a big deal because, like, your median, a lot of times, would be snow, where mine is, like, water, mm-hmm. you know, like, I'm going to the beach, the island, or whatever, or Coquina Beach at the time, and you guys are, like, playing in snow and all that, so, so it's, I mean, it, it, it's, it's different, you know, like, you have mountains, Florida's flat, you know, you guys have like hard ground and like basements and all that stuff, we don't. So I mean, the whole concept is really different. And I know when I first went up there, do I have a shot? Okay, I'll have one shot though, so I have to take turns. But I know when I first went up there, when I first went up there, it was interesting to me because everything was a lot older. Right. You know, because in Florida, a lot of times everything is building, 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 building because there's a lot of undeveloped space. And like, oh, shit, I didn't turn the, okay, I had the monitors on. That sounds a lot better now. Yeah. Okay, so uh, a lot of times uh, you see, always see new construction, you know, and as you know, when I was an electrician, we did new construction. Right. But when I went up there, I was like, you see a lot of renovating, and there is new construction, but a lot of the stuff is very old buildings. I mean, I noticed that even more when I went to New York. I was like, whoa, this shit was like projects. (laughs) But it's not. But it's not. And I'm like, well, I'm like, what is that lady doing walking on the street at 9 o'clock at night in this neighborhood? And I'm like, oh, this is not a bad neighborhood. It just... 
looks. <laughs> right. Like, like what you see on TV. You know, if you've never right. been to New York, like I've never been to New York. So it's like the stuff you see on TV is like, you know, these alleys and creepy stuff and old buildings. But alleys aren't creepy with, to, with, spray, well, to me. with spray paint on them and stuff. And I'm just right. like, this shit was sketchy. But I'm like, there's a lot of middle of the road looking people here. Right. Huh. So. But yeah, so there's a lot of differences. I mean, I don't know. When was the first time you came to Florida? When I was seven. Oh, okay. When oh, when we you guys went, went to, to Disney, Disney World. Yeah. Oh, cool. What did you think of Disney World? Um, from what I remember, it was pretty magical. I still have the little, um, the duck that <laughs> Olivia plays with. Ah. Um, that I got, the, ba- the baby the daisy duck. duck, as a souvenir. Ah. And, um, but that's when I fell in love with Florida when I was seven years old. Really? I just knew that I always wanted to end up here. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow. Cool. We say to Aunt Sally's in um, Brandon. Yeah, was that the one where like your plane crashed or something (laughs) weird? Well, right. So we missed our flight because on the way to the airport there was like a three tanker gas tanker crash. A few cars ahead of us. Oh wow! Um, One of my dad's friends from work was taking us to the airport. We were in a van, and it was my family, and then the galleys, and. Tankers crashed. There was dead bodies on the side of the road. It was crazy. We missed our flight. That flight that we were supposed to be on, I think, ended up crashing anyway. So it all just kind of... Oh, wow. You know, I guess it happened for a reason. And then, um, so plan B was we were going to load up in Aunt Janie's uh, station wagon. And that was one of those station wagons. It was a big (laughs) boat, uh, a white one. And the back seat faced the rear. You know what I mean? Okay, yeah, so the yeah, very yeah, rear yeah. seat. It was like the Griswold. <laughs> we were looking right out the rear, you know, the rear window. Yeah. <laughs> so, so it was um, my mom, my dad, Aunt Janie, Uncle Terry, Jesse, Ricky, Jamie, my brother, and I. Um, and was Robbie with us, or he might have been in college at that time? But um, yeah, all of us packed in the station wagon, and we drove twenty-three hours to Florida. 23 hours. <laughs> wow. Yeah. National Lampoon style. And a lot happened when we got down here. Um, when we got to Disney, Uncle Terry left the car running with the keys in it. Okay. Like locked. Was it lo- locked? Oh, God. Okay. And um, also during that that vacation, Aunt Janie's jewelry got robbed at oh. the hotel. Oh, man. And um, Jesse got stung by a stingray. Joey hit his, oh. um, cracked his knee open and ended up getting stitches on Aunt Sally's pool table. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> oh, so the comedy crash, of events. An airplane crash, locked the keys in the car, stingray sting, busted knee, jewelry stolen. And I almost fell out of Space Mountain. I was in between Ricky and Jamie on Space Mountain. Have you been to Disney? Mm-hmm. Um, I was actually too little at the time to be on that ride, but they let me. And um, I almost slipped right out of my seat. Wow. Yeah. That's scary. Yeah. But, um. How did you, did they grab you or did you just kind of like fly back I think Ricky or Jamie put their hand over, like just react it, you know. Um, but I just remember the smell of the thunderstorms every evening. and The lightning would ring at Sally's uh, doorbell. And just the, uh, the 
palm trees and the smell of Florida and so I guess you could the salt water smell. Oh, yeah, I just yeah. always wanted to live in a neighborhood like Aunt Sally in Florida. Yeah. Yeah, we, we sort of do now. Yeah. Smaller version. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so, yeah. So cool. Now, I wanted to start out with something interesting because I know something that always interested me in the differences of uh, our upbringings is, is that you said you guys didn't have full days of kindergarten. No, we did not. We How had did that it, work? We had AM kindergarten and PM kindergarten. And I believe AM was like 8, maybe 8 or 8.30 to 12. And then PM was 12.30 to 3.30. Um, it was just half day, AM, oh, like PM. either or? We were assigned either AM or PM. Oh, now see, when I was in kindergarten, we, we still took naps, which they don't do now, apparently. Um, but we took naps, and I, I mean, I never actually went to sleep. Right. You have to just lay there for like 30 or 40 minutes and just look. <laughs> and be <laughs> and quiet. This fucking sucks. Oh, and stuff. But, I, you know, I think the curriculum has changed now, too, because I remember, I remember they would give us like a sheet of, a blank sheet of paper, and then there would be this plastic thing that you put over it. And the plastic thing would have like numbers and colors or shapes, and it would have a cutout for you to like write so we have like one balloon three elephants two balls and you have to like write one two or whatever in the cutout space which you'd be writing on the paper beneath it and then they would check that mm. and I, I remember that was that. always really really easy but I also remember like kids crying during nap time I remember this girl <laughs> named Jessica Lilly and I, I remember laying there listening to her cry and she had like one of those ugly sounding cries Hopefully she's not listening to this. Hopefully she's not listening. I doubt she's listening. But uh, <laughs> you know, not a lot of people know or what podcast is. Is that your and, shot or my shot? Uh, that's mine. Okay. Uh, so, but yeah, I just remember sitting back, laying there, not wanting to be there. Definitely not wanting to lay on this thin ass little mat. Right, right. And stuff, and uh, listening to like crying and shit. And I'm like, why are you crying? You're not going home to the end of the day. How long was your day? Oh, right, a full school day. Like an elementary school right. day. You know. But even elementary school down here starts way earlier than up north. 7.45, we didn't start near 7.45. I think ours started at like 8 something, because I remember having to walk school uh, with Keisha, and it was like 8.30. It was like 8.30. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that's 7 o'clock. No, but we would get, because they would do breakfast. They would do breakfast, like grits with cheese or some shit like that. I never really liked that, though. No? I never really liked school breakfast. Lunch, there was certain things that was also yes. like the, the, the tostadas, the octagon-shaped pizzas. We didn't have, we had Elio's, I believe. Y'all didn't have the I think ours were tostadas, triangles. Tostadas. Oh, y'all had triangles? Yeah. Oh. More like an Elio's pizza. Okay. Which aren't very popular down here. I noticed in grocery stores you can't is. find them. No, nope. I remember we also had like we have mashed potatoes with like the shredded turkey gravy concoction. Do you remember that? <laughs> no, I remember mashed potatoes with gravy, but not shredded. Yeah. The turkey. Yeah. Turkey gravy mush mix. And then what else? What else? Uh, I, think, I think Friday we had those pizzas, and that was like the most memorable thing. 
My favorite was the burritos. The first Monday of every month, we had the best burritos. Oh, burritos. Now, we had a burrito. They were, like, oh. thin and grilled crispy shell with beef in the middle and sauce, the sauce that they poured on top. Oh, it's so good. Yeah? Yeah. Our burritos is bullshit. It was like the ones you get. <laughs> it was like the ones you microwave. It was bullshit. Like, the ends would be, like, hard and dry. Yeah. It, it was, it was, and you know what's so weird about that? In our neighborhood, it was like black, white, and Mexican. Right. So it was a high percentage of Hispanic people. And I'm like, y'all got these bullshit burritos. Yeah. Because my first two girlfriends were Mexican. My first girlfriend ever was in kindergarten. Her name was uh, Maribel Garcia. <coughs> yep, Maribel Garcia. And she used to have all these rings on her finger. Like every finger had yeah. a ring on it. And I remember we started dating and she gave me like two rings. <laughs> so, you know, I'm looking to for claim me. To know. claim you. And then Jason Hicks, that asshole, stole my girl and she <laughs> took the rings from me and gave them to him. You know. How did rings. you feel about that? I wasn't really feeling that, man. Did and you ever say my, anything to Jason Hicks? Oh, oh we'll come back to Jason okay. Hicks. Because <laughs> as my life goes on, he makes a couple more appearances. Okay. Uh, you know, and then my second girlfriend was uh, Sylvia Gutierrez, and they wasn't playing that black boyfriend shit in second grade. Right. But I don't know, because looking back at it, I was pretty bold, because I remember just being in the neighborhood, because she stayed like five houses from the school, so I remember knocking on her door on like a Saturday. Okay, that's my girlfriend. Right. Knock on the door. Mexican guy comes to the door. Hey, Sylvia, oh. What's that? And she came to the door and said, yeah, my dad said you could not come to my house. You are not my boyfriend Yeah, Yeah, nah, because, you know, they're real, you know, those are like first generation Mexican people because in Bradenton back then there was a lot of agriculture, so they would migrate through. I don't know if they still do it. Like now with the whole undocumented citizen thing is different, but back then it's like they would give people work visas to come over here and migrate and work so it was legitimate. Right. And stuff, so I... So, so everything was cool, but uh, but they were culturally very Mexican, you know, almost sort of like Indian people and Arab people, how they don't really marry outside their culture at all. I certain. think um, a lot of any, like, Europeans and such, like, it was a big, um, my grandmother and my grandfather, he married outside of Italian, and that was like a big, how could you do that? Yeah, you know what else I noticed about up there is there's a lot more ethnic white people. Oh, yeah. Because you think down here, you're just like white. Yeah. Everybody's just like white or black. Up there, there's Slovak, German, Italian, Italian, Irish, Irish, yes, Polish, Greek. Greek. It seems like Greek's really big. But, you know, people, it seems like the white people up there still identify more heavily with their European you know, ancestry, ancestry specifically. And I think it's because a lot of people up there are like third and fourth generation Americans. Right. Where a lot of people in the South are like nine and 10 and 12th generation Americans. So they don't see themselves like, if you call them a European American, like I sometimes, like at work I'll be messing with somebody. It's like, yeah, you know, he's a European American. You know, like, well, why'd you call him that? Because you call me an African American, right? Right. So, and that's an Asian American. Yeah. So wouldn't that got me a European American? 
Right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But but I noticed that people up there identify more with their their uh their roots more. And I think maybe because up there there's more of a European immigrant culture. There is, and there's churches dedicated to that culture. To those like different you sets. Have, right. You know, I remember well, your dad gave me that book, that old Bethlehem book, mm-hmm. and I sat down and looked at all of it, but I noticed that back in the day everybody had their own church right like you had the denomination and then you had the ethnicity right like this is the greek lutheran church or a greek, greek orthodox or you know or whatever yeah. but you know what i'm saying it's right like, it's broke down and the key club seem to work the same way too or used to work the same way or at least after i think johnny was telling me saint bernard's you used to have to be like irish catholic or something probably and then in maybe like the 80s or the 90s, they start letting in people who weren't. Right. And then further on, they start letting in like other like black people and stuff like that and Puerto Rican people, I would imagine. Yeah. But. Yeah, Do we have key like, clubs here? Oh, they have the Eagles here. The Eagles is here. That's the only one. Yeah. That I've ever uh, heard about this here. Todd. Todd was a member of the Eagles. Yeah. But it's different here. It's not like, like up there. It seems like it's. That's like the hangout <laughs> spot. It's like the a hangout spot is. where you can yeah. drink very cheaply. Cheap. And <laughs> yeah. That's about it. <laughs> it's like a members only bar. Right. Uh, well, it I, is. It is. You have to sign if you want somebody else to come you in. You have to sign them in. And I had never in my whole life heard of a key club. Was that your first time at the St. Bernard's? Absolutely. Absolutely my first time hearing mm. about it and going to one. Wow. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty cool. I think it would be cool down here. You know, they should turn Pats into a key club. <laughs> <laughs> anybody that's uh, listening and you come to East Gainesville, check out Pat's Pool and no Billiards, also known as Ballers Lounge. Ballers Hookah Lounge. No. Ballers Hookah Lounge. <laughs> BYOB. Um, but yeah, so so I think our kindergarten experiences probably uh, material-wise were the same, but functionally probably flowed a little differently. Yeah. 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 I, I mean, in kindergarten, I just remember doing the alphabet and learning shapes and colors and singing and... I remember um, for Thanksgiving, they wanted me to dress up as a pilgrim, and I wanted to dress up as Indian. We had to put on like a little play, and um, I was so upset I wouldn't say my part because I wanted to be an Indian. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow, so you didn't protest, you protested. I did. There's pictures of me with my bonnet, my pilgrim <laughs> bonnet. Fuck <laughs> this. <laughs> I don't want to be a I was kidding now. As I'm wearing my Indian, you know, feather earrings right now. (laughs) Um, And then, you know, I mean, with my parents, my household was pretty much Southwestern. With my parents, you know. It's very native, Southwestern, Aboriginal energy there. (laughs) It's like you just walk right into the mesa. (laughs) Big turquoise chunk tables and... Tumbleweed comes blowing out of the kitchen. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the sun porch filled with cactuses of all different kinds. Oh. The coca pelli everywhere. Got to love the coca pelli. Well, my parents got married in New Mexico and lived there for a couple of years, and I think they brought that back with them. They, they fell that, in love with it. They and, brought that vibration back. And my mom will tell you we are part Lenny Lenape Indian. Shout out so. to the Lenny Lenape. Yes. Shout so, out uh, to the <laughs> But yes, yeah, so that was kindergarten. Um, and uh, I loved kindergarten. I loved elementary school. I loved 
pretty much every year. Did you really um, enjoyed it? I did. I really did. Uh, I think know. I enjoyed more of the social aspect. I'm a pretty big social butterfly and just loved being around people and the whole um, learning aspect. Eh, it was all right and I did well, but uh, I just loved to <laughs> be there and, you know, hang out with friends. You know, I, uh, you know, looking back on it, I had a really good time. I felt like they did not, I felt like they didn't recognize how smart I was. Right. Not trying to like be with, toot my own horn, but I was just like, huh, I don't know. I always, like, the shit was always easy. Right. I was always finishing early and talking, but they just focused on the talking part. Right, not You need that. to stop talking. You need to stop talking. Well, I'm done. Right. The shit is right. You just checked it, you know. And you were one who didn't really have to study, and you would still get an A, right? You were uh, I would get an A on the test. The not right. studying part usually equals an F on your homework. But you put that A and that F together, you get a <laughs> C. C. <laughs> you get a C. Right. But, I, I, you know, I, I'm upset with myself because had I tried 75% instead of 50%, right. I think I could have really set myself up to have a lot of doors open that I did not know were available to me. Right. Available to me. Um, but, yeah, you know, but that is what it is. But I enjoy. But overall, I enjoyed the experience. I do think that when my parents got divorced, I was depressed and shit at school. I right. know for a fact I was depressed, and I think they saw that. But, and I know that had a direct correlation with me not caring as much because me and my dad would do homework and all this right. kind of shit. So when they broke up, you know, I'm pretty sure that suffered. But man, I think like in fourth grade, we're in the class. I had a lady named Miss Mills, black lady, tall, real tall. I remember she was tall. And I felt like I did talk a more than I should have in this class, if I can remember. And I remember one day they came in, as people was talking, and it was like, okay, if I call your name, I want you to grab all your books, take all your books out and grab your desk. Because they had those desks that you could just pick up, you know, they were just like the square with the <laughs> cubby in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Grab your desk and line up, follow this lady here. Okay, cool. Why are we doing this? You know, I ask questions. Yeah. So what, what is, where is we going? Oh, well, you know, it's too many kids in the class, so we're just kind of, we got a new teacher. We're just going to, you know, so it'll be a nice balance. So it's not, okay, cool. Okay, cool. So, you know, we go out from the main building. Remember that brick building I showed you yes. in the elementary? Mm -hmm. We go out from the main building and uh, go out to some portables. Okay. So now we go, we're leaving the main building and we're going to some portables. Okay. All right. So we go in this portable and we set up and everything. And this thing, I know all these kids acting crazy as Oh, and some other kids that had joined up too. See, it wasn't the whole half of the class. It was like right. three or four of us and three or four for him. Right, right. So when all these kids combined in this portable, they start acting crazy as fuck. On the desk, wilding out and shit. And I'm sitting in there like, Why in the fuck am I in here? I'm like, you know, it's yeah, like somebody, yeah, yeah. it's like, you know, you get committed to an insane <laughs> asylum and you're not crazy. Right. And you're like, uh, excuse me, uh, I don't think I'm supposed to be here. 
I don't think I'm supposed to be here. And uh, yeah, I remember finishing out fourth grade in that class, which was even easier. I mean, I don't even remember. That's the only thing I remember about that class. I think it was so easy and it was pretty much just putting your head down because it was so much disciplinary issues that I don't remember learning anything. Right. You just didn't know it kids with behavioral issues. Jason Hicks was one of them. Oh no. His name would just keep popping oh, no. up in my life. <laughs> <laughs> we, was, we were friends at this point. Uh, but that was that. I think in fifth grade I went back to a regular class. But I, do you remember like the mythology of the next grade? Like when you're in kindergarten and like, ooh, when you get to first grade, you're gonna have to start like reading words and like right. and stuff. And like, yes. Ooh man, I don't know if I'm gonna be able to do that. You have like the anxiety and you get there, it's like, ah, this wasn't as hard as right. And then same thing with second, third, and fourth, but I remember from fifth to sixth, the big thing is is you're gonna have six classes and you're gonna have to like remember your schedule. And you have like, your own locker. Yeah. Did you guys have lockers? In we got grade? lockers. Yes. We got lockers. Yes. That's when the backpacks with the wheels got popular because all the books. I wish we had those. I don't know why we didn't. I think we had those. I, yeah. I A lot of I people form scoliosis because of the weight of our books. I, I remember that. There were six classes and five books because you didn't have a book for PE. Right. But uh, and they were fucking big books. They were big books. Big, thick, heavy books. Big books. Did you have to? Um, do the book covers? Oh, when you take like a, a, a paper bag. Brown paper bag. Brown paper bag. Yes. I, I did it because some they didn't want you to write on the books. Right. So but that was the best. I loved doing that. The brown paper bag. My mom would make the tightest seal. Like she would make the tightest cover for us and then be like, here, decorate it. I love that. I don't, they don't do that now. They have ones you can buy and just put over it. Oh, sleeves. Yeah. Well, everything is... Trap, we had Trapper Keepers, trapper keeper, Lisa Frank, Lisa yes. Frank, Jan Sports. Yes, Jan Sports. My Jan, Jan Sport from kindergarten is still intact. I don't. I never had a Jan Sport backpack in my life. I'll get you a Jan Sport backpack. <laughs> I never had a Jan Sport backpack ever. And Thomas, and then all, every year got Jan Sport. Yeah. I had a fucking Harley Davidson backpack. <laughs> That's bullshit for Albertson. I remember my first... <laughs> like on the first day the strap broke so for the whole year I had one strap oh, and then no. that strap broke so then you just have to hold the top pieces the fat pieces oh. and just hold it across your shoulder with like five books yeah. and shit I was like man this sucks <laughs> you know I remember at one point um, you wore your backpack with both straps on, on yeah. your shoulders right but then when you got to like 6th grade you were cool right yep. so then you, you dropped one and you yeah. just wore it on the one yeah. and then you were so cool yeah. You know what else did that? What? Overalls. Oh, yeah, that's right. Because yes. remember around the crisscross era, overall shorts were in. Yep. And then it was like, first you have both. Then you would like take one and just have one. And then some people would cross them. I remember. You know. I used to have them. I used or some to have people a pair. put on a belt and just drop the top. <laughs> straight, just top back. Yeah, Hit yeah. That button and then psh, roof disappears. I had checkerboard black and white checkerboard overalls that I wore to my very first concert which was Millie Vanilli I think Belle Biv DeVoe and oh, wow. Jazzy J and the Fresh Prince oh wow yeah and I remember wearing amazing. that outfit specifically you know what else amazed me going up north this is the the big culture shock to me was the music mm -hmm. and the type of music that all of your friends listened to growing up Right. Because they probably listen to more hip-hop than me. 
for sure at an earlier age. Oh yeah. Because when I I didn't listen to hip hop, I was like maybe in middle school. Like I was outside playing and just had no interest in that in music like that. Uh, but then I'm hanging out with you guys, and then I'm like, whoa, whoa, you know about that? <laughs> oh, they like grew up on that shit. Grew up with it. But I guess it's because they're in the Northeast, which is like hours away from New York, where the right. stuff is coming from. Whereas I'm in the South, so we're hearing like Doodoo Brown, Luke, Two Live Crew, right. Pop That Pussy. Did you did you guys have that up there? We did, but we weren't into that. You we see, were more Jay Z, you know, like uh, the Roots, Jay Z, Mob Deep. Mob Deep, uh, of course, Wu Tang. Wu Tang. Wu Tang. When I went to Ethan's <laughs> bachelor party, that was, that was that's when they really opened my house. I was like, wow, these guys are real hip hop heads. Yeah. They listen to like some genuine deep. deep well, look at their deep. East Coast. Uh, <laughs> ECD. The ECD is ECD. the East Coast destruction. Oh, uh, yeah. But uh, I, I thought that was really cool because I was like, man, these guys are genuinely. They was raised on hip hop. What did like, you think about that though? A bunch of white, white kids. Guys. Yeah, white guys. I, I thought, of, I mean, well, not, not to knock the white people down here because a lot of them was raised on hip hop too. But I think they got into it like me a little when they got older. Right. Not saying everybody, but like a lot of the people I know weren't listening to it in the elementary school and shit, you know. What about MC Hammer? Well, that's Hammer. Hammer transcends. <laughs> now, pop culture is pop culture. Right. But in elementary school, hip-hop wasn't pop yet. It that's was still true. like hip-hop. Yeah. You know, Hammer transcended hip-hop and it was just pop. And everybody had hammer pants. I remember when MC Hammer would come on, I would like run and put on Get my your hammer pants. pants. Yeah. Like, and our kids will never know what it's like to have like Yo MTV raps. Right. Or uh, Video Soul. Or what's some more? Um, what was what was on MTV? What was another MTV show? I don't even know that played music. Yo MTV Other than Yo MTV Routes. There are people screaming if they're listening like da, da, da. I know, I know, I know. Because I watched about a BET though, so it was like Video Soul, Caribbean, Rhythm, I think was that show. Soul Train. See, I didn't really watch all that. I watched the uh, VH1 and uh, TV. Remember VH1? VH1 used to, I think VH1 was the last one to stop showing videos. Because VH1 yeah. would still show videos. Right. And now they don't. They, VH1, they, oh my god. VH1, man. That. VH1. Oh, that's funny. Um, that was the shit. How was your elementary outside, like playing outside experience? Oh, uh, it was pretty straight. Um, it was fun. Like, we would play there when school was out, too. That's the other difference between yes. now and then. You can't yes. go on a school campus and that's just right. be on it. Yep. I remember riding my bike through the school. Yeah. Like, me, Melvin, Edward, Jason, uh, Alan Aguilar. We would, like, meet up with our uh, mountain bikes and ride them down the stairs and shit. Edward broke his hand, broke his arm. I was there. Well, I ha- oh no, that was that was by my house when he broke his arm. Um, I think Melvin went over the handlebars going down the steps. We used to have fun. Just my dad would take me to the old Braden the Middle. Yeah. Remember by the red barn? I said they used to be Braden the Middle. Yeah. And my dad and Uncle Donnie would go hit balls in the field, and I'd ride my bike through the school. But now, nah, man, you're gonna get you trespassed. Right. And the weird thing is, we're not even that old. You know, we're right. not like 70 years old saying, oh, when I was in the middle, I'm like, this is like 15 years ago. Right. 
20 well. years ago. Oh, it is. Maybe it is a little oh, 30 years ago. <laughs> uh, 30 years ago. But, yeah, they'll never know what that's like. No. They just have that freedom. And the freedom of running free around the neighborhoods. Well, I, I Did think you have once that? they get older, they can have that. I Not mean, like we did, though. I mean, we could leave the front door unlocked that night, you know. Um, well, nowadays, I guess we could really do it now. Yeah, in our neighborhood. Uh, but um, I, I remember mean, I, running around, playing war, um, capture the flag. You know, being out until my dad's whistle. <whistles> Whenever we heard, <whistles> and we were in enough distance. Growing up on Eleventh Avenue to, so I was in third grade. No matter where I was, at the Holtz, at the Trimbles, um, the Mensons, wherever, you know, in the block or in the alley, we were in range to hear my dad's whistle. And that was okay with them. And as soon as uh, the streetlights came on, you would hear, and we'd just go running home. Yeah. Climbing uh, trees. I was fucking out there, Jack. Well, at first, you know, I didn't have any friends, so I'd just be in the backyard playing with my, my, my pet spider in the grapefruit tree Aww. but once i was started going to school and stuff i started hanging out with people and we would be fucking not really everywhere but just that river was right there so a lot of oh, the one life, you swam across the one i <laughs> swam across <laughs> unquote, the river, swim across river that shit, quote unquote but uh a lot of fishing a lot of playing in the river a lot of almost drowning in the river the inlets the bayous like I mean, we had a country experience in East Bradenton to be in the sort of inner city. Yeah. Like, it was a lot of water and a lot of woods. We had BB guns, dogs, shit you can't do now. Like, we used to, like, be on bicycles. I'm on the handlebars, me and Avery. I got two rifles over, well, a rifle over each shoulder. He's riding, and we're looking for birds to shoot out of trees and oh shit. My like, that's not happening now. No. You know, maybe with my little uh, my little forty five pellet gun in my back, like just you know, inner city black rednecks yeah. <laughs> and stuff. Um, we we had the trestle. We jump off the trestle. We had the good old Lehigh River. <laughs> the Lehigh River still uh, flowing strong. Yeah. And stuff. So tell me about. So what was it like on a typical snow day for a person like me who's never experienced it? the best ever um so first of all with my uncle terry being a teacher at freedom high school as i was growing up um he would always get the call the night before whether we had we're gonna have a two-hour delay the next day or no school at all okay all right so if he would then call my mom his sister and tell her and the phone would ring at like 10 o'clock at night and I would hear it and be all antsy, like, what's it? What, what is it? Is it a two-hour delay? No school? Are we having school? And my mom would open the door and say, Nick, you can sleep in. There's a two-hour delay tomorrow. Or, Nick, you can sleep in. No school tomorrow. And I'm just like, yes! And I'd, like, sneak out of bed and uh, call some of my friends, like Fallon, and say, hey, guess what? No school tomorrow. And they'll be like, how did you know? How do you know already? It's not tomorrow. How do you know? Um, so you had to plug. I did. And it was so exciting, and then I couldn't. I, I just remember not being able to ever sleep, and I would 
you know, in the middle of the night, go over to the computer room and look out front up at the streetlight and just see the snow falling and accumulating. It was so beautiful. And, um, and then the next day, you just you get up and either your parents are at work or if they work night shift or sleeping, and you just get up and you put on your snowsuit, your gloves, your hat, scarf, whatever, you put on your layers, and you just go outside and you're going to find people out there. Um, either just around the neighborhood, um, snowball fights, just climbing up mountains, shoveling, um, building snowmans, making snow angels, going to uh, Memorial Pool, which is where the pool is, and the ice skating rink, and there's a big hill in the back where we would go sledding and tubing, which I don't even know how big really that hill is. It seemed very big at the time, but um, I was also a lot smaller then. Oh, so I'd be curious awesome. to go she back now. It. Yeah. We should do that. We should do that. But we're never up there when it snows. Oh. We always well, miss it. So, well, it's, it's kind of hard to get up there when it snows because you never know if you're going to be able to get back. It's okay. We don't have to come back. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, you know, you'd be out for hours, hours. And it's free. Mind you, it's freezing. It's freezing cold. But it's you're having so much fun and you actually start sweating because you have so many layers on and you're just out for so many hours moving oh, around man. and... And if you're sledding and, and tubing, you know, you're going down the hill, but then you have to walk all the way back up the hill, dragging your sled or um, your garbage can top. A lot of people, you know, if you didn't have a sled or a, <laughs> or a tube, you just <laughs> grab the, the lid of your garbage can, um, which we have different garbage cans than down here. Okay. They're like an actual garbage the can. actual but, garbage can. Yeah. You get the issued cans. Not the issued cans. Yeah. yeah. So, um, you know, and you go inside and you're sweating and uh, taking all your, your layers off and put them on the radiator or the radiator um, to dry, uh, having some hot chocolate, you know, maybe watching some OMTV wraps or <laughs> hanging out, um, and then have a snack or something to eat and then go right back out, layer back up and just go out again. And go right back out. And it's so fun. It's, it's just fun and it's exciting. Whereas here, you know, you have hurricane days, which are, are not necessarily fun because it's kind of sad when you have hurricanes because people lose their electricity, their homes, their roofs. Um, the first year I moved down here, there was four hurricanes. Four hurricanes. Well, the thing about a hurricane is what situation are you in? Hurricane party. If you're a homeowner, hurricanes aren't that great, especially right. if you have trees around your house. Right. If you're renting, you don't really care. If you're renting and you're in college or as of college age or high school age, there's a little something called the hurricane party. Right, and, and that's what I experienced because when I moved down here, I was here for college. So, and I was renting a townhouse at the time in Arbor Park. And, but I, I remember actually crying because it was very overwhelming the to whole see. Yeah, remember we had a curfew? That was in 04. Five, oh four. Yeah, it was like Charlie, Ivan. Charlie, Ivan. And, then, and it had to be two female names because they go back and Francis. Francis. Francis was one. ABC, they, you know, they go in alphabetical order too. So, and they were back to back. But um, I remember, you know, school was shut down um, for over a week. And I remember driving through Santa Fe's campus and just seeing it underwater and trees down. And that really touched me. I remember like 
tears coming, you know, dropping down from my eyes. Really? Wow. It, uh, yeah, it was very overwhelming. And then to see people with like trees on top of their roofs, and it was just, uh, it know, was depressing. You know, uh, me and Canaan lived in the apartment that me and you lived in mm-hmm. the first year I ever lived on my own and whatever. We were roommates. And then the next year he moved out because he didn't like staying in the area we lived in, <laughs> which is understandable. But he moved into this house, and I find it weird because at our house we would argue about cleaning up and this and that. And then I go to your new house, and it's like, go take off your shoes before you come in. Oh, right, like, right, oh, right. Oh. That's how it is. When we was living together. <laughs> I pay half the rent and all this kind right. of shit. Now I gotta take off my shoes. But at any rate, when that hurricane hit, a tree fell in his house, and a branch went like in his bed where he lays. Mm. He wasn't there, but if he would have been there like oh, unconscious, man. he would have got impaled. So, it, yeah, I mean, they're dangerous. Wow. But I know in high school, like, growing up, I'd never heard of a hurricane party, you know, because in my neighborhood, you know, kids aren't having parties at their house and shit, you know, because their parents is not having that. So See, I never we really had basements to have that. We started in middle school having basement parties. I mean, you may get, like, a birthday party. Like, Keisha had a birthday party at her grandma's house, but it's a very PG thing. <laughs> Like, maybe, but once I started going to Manatee High School, home of the true hurricanes, um... And we were the Liberty Hurricanes? Well, that may be another podcast to figure out who are the real hurricanes. We are, for sure. Okay. Go LHS. (laughs) MHS, hurricanes. But, uh, but yeah, man, it was a little different because the people who went, a lot of people I met going to high school there had cars no curfews, right, right. a little more, you know, money to play with. So they're like, oh, we're going out to the causeway for a hurricane party. I'm like, what's that? Well, it's going to be a hurricane and we're going to party. <laughs> Let's th- and, and I didn't drink beer and I still don't drink beer. But back then, I would drink St. Ives or Mad Dog, oh. MD 2020. Oh, yeah. I, I funneled one of those before. Oh. Ugh. Or Never. Arbor Mist. I think the first thing could have been like Arbor Mist. And like Boons. Did you have Boons? Boons Farm. Boons Farm. Boons yeah. Farm. Good old Boons Farm. Uh, okay. Oh, uh, Boons Farm. And Boons Farm. Uh, but yeah, other than Boons Farm, what else did we drink? I know Special you food. didn't drink because it's illegal down here as 40s. Yeah, we, we you did not have 40s. We had the 32s. Right. We definitely had the 32s. Man, yeah. my first 40, I think, was a Colt 45 double malt. Wow. Or a St. Ives. Oh, Colt 45. Colt 45. Oh, yeah. And we would drink two, two at a time. <laughs> nice. Nice. And was, who was telling me about Edward 40 hands? Yeah, it's where you tape the 40s to your hands, and you can't go, like, if you have to go to the bathroom, somebody has to come with you. I think Tam- oh. we did that once, and Tammy had to help me go to the bathroom, and, uh, yeah, you can't have your hands back until you finish both 40s. There's a 40 in each hand, like, wow. duct taped and electrical taped and whatever taped to your hands. Power. Um, you know, that was real big, um, Beer pong was real big. You know, now we're talking high school. Yeah, yeah. Beer pong would be more high school. I definitely and after, yeah. Beer pong. I usually would play with, like, St. Ives or something like that. I mean, like, beer. Flip cup. 
Oh yeah. I'm a jackass. It was a card game. Yeah, we had that. Uh, well, Circle no, of we Death. Do, what we would do in high school, we had 7-Elevens, is go get a double bit gold. And they usually be Meekanus, Suarez, and Mills, and Wiles, maybe uh, Calabrio, uh, or some comp Kerr, some combination of those guys. You go to 7-Eleven on 75th, and everybody who's from B-Town or West Bradenton knows about that 7-Eleven. I don't know if it's still hot to do. It would really be like a parking lot party. Like people would be smoking blunts and drinking and yeah. chilling, and then the police would come and people would scatter. But we would get like a double bit bowl, usually minimal to no ice, very little ice. It's not necessary. Great. And if you got four to five people, you could take a <laughs> 1.75 liter of Captain and split it between those four or five double bit gulps and just top it off with seven. That's why I really can't even drink Silver Spice now because all we drank was Silver Spice. Yeah. Captain Morgan Silver Spice wrong. And you top it off with seven up and just go like that and like a quarterback. And we just like hang out and that, that was the remedy. That was the remedy and just find parties, find parties, you know. But that was a different experience for me because on the east side of Bradenton, you know, you weren't finding parties and right. shit like that. And just, oh, we're chilling out in somebody's driveway or backyard or something or sitting out in the car. And I never really crossed the streams because sometimes when I tried to cross the streams, it just would have weird results. Right. You know, because I can hang out with multiple groups of people and see what kind of stuff they're into without, you know, over injecting myself in the situation. But then it's like your friend here meets your friend there. And then they have this weird common interest. Yeah. You know, usually drug related. And then it gets weird. And it's like, I don't want to be in the middle of it because, you know, this guy's kind of shysty. Right. You know, they're my friend, but I don't deal with them outside of being a friend. So right. we don't have a problem. But you guys are having like business relations. And it's like, huh, you know. Yeah. I know this person may be a little shyst. So I try not to cross the streams as much as possible. Um, but. And I mean, and it's like that in every aspect. Because sometimes you may like have preppy friends and normal friends. Right. And it's like I don't, you know, cross those streams because it's just like those two groups of people wouldn't really get along. But I can get along right. with both of those groups of people. You yeah. Because I'm a social person. Right. Same you know? here. So, so high school was very weird for me because I had like two groups of friends, like white friends and black friends, really. Uh, and it was weird hanging out with each group. You know, because like hanging out with my white friends, it's like we could be driving around, hot boxing. They would have like a box of quartz in the <laughs> trunk. <laughs> a box, oh, yeah. a case. Get pulled over, and the police will like make you pour it all out, take your bud, and tell them to go home. Whereas in the hood, well, it was different because a lot of my friends at that point had graduated to selling crack. So that's what they would be doing when they're hanging out. And it's like I would be hanging out with them too. I wasn't selling crack though. It's just that we've hung out since, you know, fifth grade. It's just that yeah. you've morphed into a person who sells dope while we're happy to be standing out here. And, uh, yeah. And, but it would be weird. Like the police would be sitting at the end of the block just staring. And, you know, you just see them there and they just didn't really bother anybody. Is that crazy? 
they'd still so oh, yeah sort of it would just be sneaky yeah but it wouldn't be sneaky looking back at it but it was weird you know the whole situation was weird but i it, but even in that it was still more leeway than there is now with the police and the interactions i feel like now it's it's a lot more escalation style stuff like i don't remember too many people getting shot by the police and it was a lot like let me see dwight was good for stealing cars like i remember one night we was hanging out riding bikes at night because in, in high school my mama wasn't playing all that stay out all night shit. You right. had like you know, 10 o'clock. But if I'm staying the night at Avery's house or Kanan's house, right. people that do not have curfews, <laughs> then I don't have a curfew. Right. So we'd be out riding around the neighborhood at night and shit and bumping the different people you know out progging. And uh, Dwight, oh, I'm going to go to the Fumbling. You I was gonna say, did you guys ever have hotel parties? We had so many uh, hotel parties. We had one type of hotel event where me, Avery, and T got a hotel. Got a hotel, and we was like smoking bud. I was like in ninth grade, and then like the police came by and like was smelling all the air conditions. Hmm. And they smell weed. They knocked on the door, so they knocked on the door, and then they put all the weed uh, in my bag. No, he put it under a pillow. So they came in, dot, 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 and I was like, oh, you're not going to do this, my mom and the police and all this shit. So they took my stuff out and they put it back in. And then Avery and T-shit, they just flipped their bags and slammed them on the ground and threw that shit and said, pick it up. But some kind of way, I got the weed in my bag and just, bam, me and Avery dipped because we didn't, the room was in T-name, right? So we dipped. So we walked, it was like where my daddy lived at. Yeah. So we walking down that highway. Yeah. Walking down that highway and shit. So I got scared. So I took the weed and threw it in a trash can and shit. We never found it. We went back missing. And that was that. But no, other than no. Every weekend in high school, we almost every weekend we had a hotel party. How, how did you And we weren't even, I have no idea because we weren't even 18 and they would be under my name a lot of the times. So I would get, I would get the hotel under my name and say we were here for like a cheerleading convention or something. And I, <laughs> so bad. Um, and there was a lot, like, I mean, we would get two rooms that connected. Oh, You'd the have door. the door. And uh, at least 20 people. And I don't know why, because honestly, my parents were cool with us just being safe in our basement. And a lot of my friends' parents didn't care, like, if we were drinking or smoking, as long as we were safe in somebody's house. They yeah. preferred that, actually. I think that was a big difference, too. But we had basements where we were in our own space. You know, we weren't bothering anybody. Yeah, like kind of off doing your own thing. Yeah. And we had the coal bin. Yep. Where we, we'd smoke. <laughs> the coal bin. <laughs> the coal bin. And that behind the bar in my basement, there's that sliding window. Oh, yeah. And we could, like, drop a case of 40s outside the window and just slide open the window and reach out and, you know. So uh, we weren't walking through the house with them. Ah. Uh, even though they knew damn well what we were uh, doing down we there. We walked out and saw the case of 40s and <laughs> turned around and come back in. Yeah. So, well, your mom grew up in that house, so she's probably done all those things herself. <laughs> no. Well, you have to think, we have kids, and there's nothing that they do that's not unbelievably obvious. Right. It's like, it's like you're not... <laughs> Even in the, uh, you're trying they think to they be are. Sneaky. It's so funny. You're yeah. definitely attempting <laughs> to be sneaky. You're trying to be sneaky. But being sneaky, you are not. 
Yeah. But you know, the one thing I do that th think that's also cool is like the commonalities in culture. Like we both went to the Up and Smoke tour. We you did. Know, we both did go to the Up and Smoke tour, uh, and we had. A Where was yours down here? Tampa. Tampa? Tampa. Ours was in Scranton, Scranton, PA, yeah. and I was right there, right up front. Were you? Yeah. Were you? Wow, that was crazy. Snoop Dogg passed a blunt down. Boom, right to us. Wow. And we passed it, and it was so cool. Everybody just took like a toke or two and just passed it along. Wow, so you and even the bouncer, like the what? security guard, was like, oh, "I'm going to pretend I didn't see that," and just we just kept doing, you know. Oh, no, what are you going to do? Cool. A Snoop just passed it. You, you going to kick Snoop out? He the one they angry right, at Right, right. Does that Snoop give you a blade? They just start kicking people out. <laughs> not supposed to have the hood. And this was out. This was an outside concert. Oh, it was outside. It Ours was. It had a roof, and there was a stage and. And chairs, but it was outside. So, oh. yeah. Well, ours was inside, and I remember uh, we had a lot of party favors. And God bless his soul. I was next to Wiles. Oh. And uh, man, Wiles. What an awesome man. I was next to Wiles, man. We just had an absolute blast. An absolute blast. But, but yeah, we're about in an hour, so we can wrap it all up. We gotta get the little people soon. So hey, thank you. I think I'm gonna call this one school days. Okay. Since we just kind of talked about school. But all right, people. Thanks, Nikki. Is there anything you'd like to endorse or shout out? Yes, I would like to sh give a shout out to my mom and dad, Tina and Joe that? Martin, uh, for giving me the best childhood I could have. They made my brother and my childhood pretty magical. And uh, I'd like to give a shout out to all my elementary school friends, middle school, high school, college, the rest of my family. Um, you know, we may not keep in touch all the time, but you all made a huge impact in my life. And um, thanks for being there. I got faded tattoos, I got holes in my shoes, got a beat up guitar, and I can show single. slip away but i'm gonna be fine i'm gonna be fine i'm gonna be all right slide it up and let it roll let it burn real slow cause we all know it's gonna be all right word up it's gonna be all right hey nikki my dear my love thank you again for coming through and just <laughs> sharing those experiences with us. Uh, she also wanted me to add that she wanted to give a shout out to all of her teachers. I don't know if she did that. But she was like, yo, give a shout out to all my teachers because I had really good teachers. And I also had really good teachers. Um, really good teachers. So shout out to all the teachers out there too, man. Because y'all don't get paid enough money. I want to do, if any teachers are out there listening, I'd love to do an episode with a teacher to get the insight on what's going on, specifically in Florida, because it's kind of fucked up. But at any rate, this was episode 26. Back in the days, it was going to be school days, but it's back in the days uh, with Nikki. And I liked it, and I thought it was cool. And, you know, if you can't tell the truth. Oh, hold up.
We ain't there yet. Hit us up on the website, www.tellmethetruth-podcast.com. You can get all of your links for Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. You know we got the iTunes, Tumblr, all of that stuff. Reddit, anything. It's all on the website. So hit us up. We worldwide, over 25 countries. I didn't do that in the beginning, but we'll do it now because if you coming, you already know what time it is. You know what we're bringing. So, again, www.tellmethetruth-podcast.com. And remember, if you can't tell the motherfucking truth, don't talk about it. Peace. Can I get a little bit of piano, Frank?
Oh, oh, oh.